Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org radio.org. Now, here's our show today. The Old Testament established a definite principle that sinful and fallen man must have an offering before coming into God's presence. In Leviticus and other Old Testament books, sacrifices of animals or grain were prescribed by God. But what about now? Has God's principle been abandoned? Is it acceptable to approach him empty-handed, so to speak? Or do his people still need an acceptable offering to come into God's presence? Well, joining us today as we look into this important question and the offerings and types in Leviticus is Bob Danker. Bob, welcome back to the program. It's a pleasure to be back, Chris. I really do appreciate this book of Leviticus because it, it really gives us a practical way to enjoy Christ as our offerings so we could have fellowship with God in God's presence. We're going to spend, I would say, less time today, Bob, on actually examining the types. We're going to get some historical background. I think this will be interesting. So the obvious question is, uh, where did this interpretation come from? Did this originate with Watchman Nee or Witness Lee? And today we're going to get that question answered, I think. Uh, Actually, it goes back much farther than that. But uh, despite the history we'd like to talk about, Bob, and the opening up of these types, really, we dare not ever lose sight of the goal of this life study, and that is to bring us all into the enjoyment and experience of Christ, the one who is the reality of all these offerings. That's right. This is the goal of this life study and the goal of our fellowship on all our broadcasts. We just like to have ourselves and all our listeners enter into the real experience and enjoyment of Christ. Hmm. Well, let's get to this short uh, history lesson, Bob. Here's Witness Lee. The opening up of the book of Leviticus has been not a small thing. If you would spend time to trace back the history, you could see the first one who opened up Leviticus, you guess, it was who? It was Paul. Paul, in his book to the Hebrews, was the first one that opened up the book of Leviticus. Yes, Paul in Hebrews shows us the wonderful person of Christ. One of the hardest books in the Bible for us to understand is Leviticus. No human mind can compose such a writing. It's really hard for all the believers to understand such a book. 
But Paul was the first one to expound this book, to open this book up. Then after him, the church fathers in the second, third centuries, they did something. Then following them, more teachers followed again and again throughout the centuries, down to last century, 19th century. It came to those brothers in Britain, the so-called Plymouth Brothers. With them, the word came, and the word, especially in types, was so much opened by the brother and teachers. We got on their shoulders. Of course, they received also some help from the foregoing teachers up to Paul. See? No one comes to the understanding of the book of Leviticus would not refer to Paul in Hebrews. Then this matter came to us. In 1925, when the Schofield Bible Correspondence Course was translated into Chinese, uh, right away, I got what? I got enlisted to study that. That was in Chinese. I still remember in that there was a sentence spoken by Dr. Schofield. He said, in every page of the book of Leviticus, you can see Christ. When I read that sentence, in every page, I can see Christ. By what way? I saw the burnt offering in chapter 1. And I saw the meal offering in chapter 2. And I saw the peace offering in chapter 3. Then I saw the sin offering in chapter 4. And trespass offering in chapter 5. Where is Christ? I cannot read the word Christ, neither Jesus. What is this? Then the following chapters, if anything is talked about, I couldn't see Christ. Where is Christ? Then later on, I got help from the brethren. I was with them seven and a half years. I got much educated by them, especially in typology and prophecies. I was surely on the shoulder. Well, Bob, this short history lesson, so to speak, traces the interpretation of the book of Leviticus from the present time all the way back to beginning with the Apostle Paul. He really was the first one to open up this book as a book of types and pictures, especially in Hebrews. This opens up the matter of a basic principle, Bob, of this ministry that I'd like you to develop a little bit, and that is that uh, this is a ministry where these brothers were really standing on the shoulders of all those ones that went before. Uh, Develop this a little bit. Yes, Chris, this is a very important principle in knowing and understanding the Bible, and I would say anything in terms of human knowledge. For instance, suppose uh, you are studying electricity. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, all the knowledge that was gained by our predecessors has been preserved, and if you want to know uh, what Thomas Edison knew when he discovered something about electricity, you don't have to go back and rediscover it. You simply read about it in a book. In other words, you stand on the shoulders of Thomas Edison. And probably a lot of school children today know more than Thomas Edison did about electricity because, in a sense, we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. It is really the same in knowing the Bible. And I would say this brings us to a very important principle, and that is the principle of the body. 
in the body of Christ, we all are members, we believers are members of the body of Christ. God doesn't give us each member something individually uh, just for ourselves. For instance, maybe the Lord will open up the book of Leviticus to you and then independently of you, I'll read Leviticus and I'll see the same thing. God works on the principle of the body. He gives certain ones an understanding of his word. And this understanding which he gives to certain members of the body is not just for those members. It's for the entire body. So when they open up the word, then all those who go after them should receive from them what the Lord showed them so that we all can receive the same thing. In other words, whatever God gives to one member is not just for that member, it's for the whole body. And this is the principle that Watchman Nee followed in his knowing of the Bible. He fully stood on the shoulders of all the great teachers from the past generations. He read extensively all the writings of the great teachers, and then the Lord was able to give him additional revelation additional light so that he more of the Bible could be opened through Brother Nee, Watchman Nee. Then Witness Lee, of course, stood fully on the shoulders of Watchman Nee. Right. He didn't rely upon himself or his even his own fellowship with the Lord independent of other members of the body. He stood on the shoulders of Watchman Nee. This establishes for us an extremely important principle. If we would only rely on the Lord for our light, you know, the light that we receive concerning the Word of God, we will not receive much light. But if we would open ourselves to others who have gone before us, who have seen something of the Lord, we will be in the light. We will receive much light from God through other members of the body. And this is a critical and crucial principle. We can see this principle back even in the New Testament. Timothy stood on the shoulders of Paul. Right. Paul said to Timothy, you have to continue in the things that you've learned from me. That's right. We have to receive light from those who have gone before us and abide in that light. And then perhaps the Lord will show us more. And Paul, uh, not only that, uh, exhorted Timothy to not forget those from whom he had learned these things. Exactly, Chris. And, Bob, this brings us not only to a basic principle, but I would say the premise behind uh, exactly what you and I are doing today, uh, the production of these radio programs, is very much in this principle. During Witness Lee's lifetime, all those years, 70-plus years of devoting himself to the study of God's Word and the absorption of all of these great truths and riches that had been uncovered by those who had gone before, we really believe the Lord gave him a very special portion in the compilation of this incredible set of volumes, the life study of the Bible, um, more than or nearly 20,000 pages uh, in its written form. And uh, at the end of his life, he was very burdened that the riches and the truth contained in these volumes would not be held captive, so to speak, but was really uh, God's portion for all of his people. And that's why we are uh, endeavoring to bring these programs to our listeners every day. So uh, I think what we touched historically really is valid and, and really crucial to the understanding of what we're doing. I agree, Chris. Okay, let's go on, Bob. We're going to see this now demonstrated, I think, uh, what we've been talking about, the light that has been compounded in this ministry in this coming portion. The four Gospels give us a very clear picture of Christ and his living, but this book of Leviticus gives us even more pictures and more details are contained in these pictures of Christ. So let's join Witness Lee to look at Christ, the reality of the offerings. If we only have the New Testament with the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Without the Old Testament, 
that has such a book, one book, Leviticus. To me, I consider Leviticus as the fifth gospel. Four in the New Testament, one in the Old Testament. When you open up the book of Matthew, Matthew tells something concerning Jesus. When you open up the book of Luke, Luke tells you something concerning Jesus. When you open up John, John tells you something. But when you open up Leviticus, it tells you a lot concerning Jesus. But these are just like today's computer language. You all who have learned computer science, computer is another field. It's another word. They use strange expressions. Uh, I heard the computer once talk in the language. I couldn't catch one word. Then I said, what is this? This is computer language. Leviticus is a computer language. You must learn the word. It means ascending up. What is ascending up? There must be something ascending up. There's a kind of ascending up in the universe. Uh, who has ascended up? Maya. You could never find all the details of the enjoyment of Christ as in Leviticus. Even in the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus did tell us, I am the bread of life. I am the bread that came down from heaven for eating. I am eatable. Jesus told us this, but not this much in details as in Leviticus. They're saying, now you must pray and find a way to enjoy Christ as revealed in the Leviticus. You must find a way to enjoy this Christ, to experience this Christ practically, even daily. Bob, thus far in this book of Leviticus, we have seen in quite much detail the burnt offering and uh, to some degree, the meal offering as well. How do these two pictures or types from Leviticus give us even more details of the real enjoyment of Christ than we can see from just the pages of the New Testament? Well, Chris, everyone knows the expression, a picture is better than a thousand words. And that is really true concerning this book of Leviticus. It is a book of pictures. Of course, we can see many aspects of Christ for us to enjoy in the New Testament. But these uh, different aspects of Christ are somewhat scattered in different parts of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But in Leviticus, it's concentrated in a wonderful picture. And one of the pictures is the burnt offering, which shows a Christ who is absolutely for God and for God's satisfaction. He is the one, as Brother Lee mentioned, who ascends up mm -hmm. to God like a sweet-smelling fragrance so that God can be satisfied. And uh, when we look at all the details of the burnt offering, how it was slaughtered, how it was skinned, how it was cut into pieces, how it was washed and then burned to ashes, we see many details about Christ. They're in the New Testament, but not so clear, not so obvious for us to recognize. But in the picture in Leviticus, we have received a lot of help, a great deal of help, for our experience, now we need to experience this very Christ who was slaughtered, skinned, cut to pieces, mm -hmm. washed, and then burned. We ourselves, by experiencing Christ according to his experiences, we need to become the same kind of person 
for God's satisfaction. And then we also can consider the meal offering. We know from the New Testament that the Lord is the bread who came down from heaven. He said that in John 6, a very clear word. But the characteristics of that bread are not so easy for us to find in the New Testament. But we have the picture in Leviticus of the meal offering, which is made out of fine flour, which signifies the perfect, balanced humanity of Jesus. And this fine flour is mingled with oil, which shows that Christ is a person with two natures, divinity and humanity, mingled together. And then in this meal offering, there is the frankincense, the fragrance of resurrection. And there's salt, which signifies the killing work of the cross. And there's no honey and no leaven. See, all these details in this picture show us in a pictorial way what kind of Christ we have, and it helps us tremendously for our experience and our enjoyment of Christ. Bob, I would just testify. I have found even my own prayer time affected by fresh realization of Christ as these offerings, especially the burnt offering, to see him as the one alone, uniquely, who can satisfy God, who was in every instance absolute for God's heart's desire. And to to take him that way, to experience him that way, is very satisfying for us as well as God, isn't it? That's right, Chris. Bob, in this final portion today, we want to see something about prayer being the key to opening up this sweet and rich enjoyment of Christ. Here's Witness Lee once again. I must tell you, the more you pray all these things, you will enjoy it. Not in your own way. Not to pray by thinking. Not to pray by remembering. But to pray just to release your spirit. Amen. Through the Word. Through what Word? Not through your natural Word, but through the Word. Uh-huh. The constant Word in the Bible. To make the constant word in the Bible your instant word. This is the way to enjoy him. There is a shortage among thousands and thousands of Christians today. Near no Christian lives such a life. We do not exercise our spirit to pray such a kind of a prayer with the word, constant word in the Bible, to make them the instant word out of our mouth that we just practically enjoy Christ. You try to pray. This is not something superstitious. You pray this way after 10 minutes. You have the deep sensation that the Lord is with you. A person is right in you. Not only in you, it's right in front of you. Not only in front of you, it just <laughs> rub his shoulder with yours. <laughs> to go with you, to talk to you, to do things with you. And you can take him as your consultant. We need to live such a life. Then you will be a person. Full of Christ, when you would practice this, touching the Spirit all the time, you touch the person of Christ. Then you'll be such a person, full of Christ, then you contact others. Whomsoever you would contact, that person will be ministered with Christ. Even you don't need to mention the term Christ. You just fellowship with him, Christ will be ministered to this dear one. This is Leviticus. This is to eat Christ that you may serve God. And this is to have your hand filled up 
you do have such a word, you know, the word, this word is translated by uh, the English translators into consecration, and by some translators, appointment. Actually, it is not a kind of consecration, neither a kind of appointment. It is to have your empty hand filled with Christ. Amen. Then you will be full of Christ. Then you will be satisfied with Christ, full of Christ, to serve God. This is my burden, just to finish with you, telling you that I sure like to see many saints would begin to learn how to enjoy Christ actually and particularly realizing that he is today such a living person to be our offering a living person a wonderful living person to be your offerings this living person is your offering Bob a wonderful conclusion to I think a really uh, marvelous life study today to see Christ this way, really, we never do have to approach God empty-handed, as we referred to in the opening today, do we? We always have something that will satisfy God. That's right, Chris. We should never be empty-handed when we come to God. We should always have something of Christ to offer to God, to enjoy together with God. But what is the way for us to be filled with Christ, to have our hands filled with Christ as our offerings, as the Old Testament priests had their hands filled with these offerings in Leviticus. Mm -hmm. Well, Brother Lee gave us an excellent way here, and that is the way of praying. And yet when we pray, we often pray by using our mind to think of things to say to the Lord or by our remembering certain things to talk to the Lord about. But the way of praying here that Witness Lee pointed out is to pray with the words of the Bible. You know, the Bible in our hand is the logos, the constant word of God. But when we read the Bible and we exercise our spirit and we release our spirit, as we read the words of the Bible, using the words of the Bible to speak out a prayer to the Lord, then that constant word, that logos, becomes the living word or the instant word. It becomes the rima word, the word that is spoken by us at any given moment and that is spoken by the Lord to us. When we exercise our spirit to read the words of the Bible and pray them, in a living way to the Lord, we find out that we contact him. He is the spirit, and he is in our spirit. When we read the word of God in this kind of way, immediately we sense the Lord is with us. We sense his presence, not in a physical way, but as the spirit with our spirit. We just feel that Christ is so present, so real, so available to us. We can touch him As Witness Lee said, we can rub shoulders with him, Mm -hmm. we can walk with him, talk with him, do things with him. This is the Christ that we need to experience and enjoy daily so that our hands will be filled with him and we and God can be satisfied by enjoying him together. Bob, I want to close this way today. I am so grateful that this ministry always seems to bring us back to this point of experiencing what we're seeing and uh, understanding and learning for the first time, perhaps, as we see these pictures opened up. You know, he referred to his experience with Dr. Schofield and that reference Bible and this uh, correspondence course that he took where these pictures were originally opened up to him. Schofield said he could see Christ in every page of Leviticus. And that drove Witness Lee 
uh, to eventually have that same experience, to find Christ in every page, not just in understanding and knowledge and Bible study, but to be brought to the one in experience that is the same that matches these wonderful pictures. This is an invaluable lesson, isn't it, Bob? It really is, Chris. I hope and pray that we all could be inspired, motivated by the words of Witness Lee to learn how to experience Christ by praying with the words of the Bible so that we can be filled with him, our hands could be full of Christ, and we will always have something to offer to God and to enjoy together with God. As always, an enjoyable half hour that went by very quickly. Thanks, Bob. It's a pleasure, Chris. Well, we hope that you've uh, been inspired and enlightened and brought to an enjoyment of Christ yourself in these last uh, 26 minutes or so that we've been bringing you this life study message. And please join us again as we continue on our life study of Leviticus, the wonderful Christ in the book of Leviticus. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee spent seven decades in the 20th century speaking Christ, first in Asia and then North America, eventually all over the world. The culmination of those 70 years of ministry was his Life Study of the Bible, an exhaustive exposition of the entire scriptures. This unique commentary focuses on how Christ can be life to man in an experiential and practical way. These programs encapsulate Witnessly speaking in just 26 minutes. But to get the complete riches, visit lifestudy.com. From there, you can read all of the Life Study messages in their entirety or download any of our more than 1,700 audio programs at no cost. Again, that website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.